Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Paul Kilgore. I am Dr. Paul Kilgore and glad to be here with you today. And today we're going to go through a question that I got recently, which is how much time should I spend on my health every day? And this is a great question, I think, because it gets to the heart of how we operate our lives each and every day. And so let me start out by talking first about understanding the importance of daily health practices. We know that we can't get healthy in one day or one week or one month, but if we do a little bit every day, we're going to get to our goal. First step is we can begin thinking about our physical health and exercise. For many people, this is something that they're not doing currently, or maybe they're doing it every once in a while. But what I'm going to recommend to you today is to undertaking a regular regimen, a regular habit of exercise every day. So a very intentional period of time where you are doing very specific exercises. It could be walking, it could be swimming, it could be yoga, it could be working out in the garden or working out in the yard. But I'm going to recommend that you tackle that for 30 minutes a day. And I'm going to call that moderate exercise. So a good example of that would be a brisk walk, walking around the neighborhood. Or for some people, it might mean a light jog around the block or around a track in your nearby school. One of the reasons we like to do this is that it has many different benefits, one of which is that it's going to help our heart. We also know it's going to help in weight management, and it's going to give us more energy. One of the things that we must all know and realize about regular exercise is that it's going to help protect our heart. But it's not just our heart that's going to protect. It's going to protect our blood vessels and our entire circulatory or cardiovascular system, which is really throughout our bodies. So we know the blood vessels supply every organ of our body. We want to be able to keep those nice and healthy. We can do it first by starting with a regular program of exercise. The thing about physical exercise is that we don't have to do the same thing every day. We can actually mix it up. So in a regular week, for example, we might have five different types of regular exercise or fitness that we're doing. For example, a weekly routine might include weightlifting on a Monday or yoga on a Wednesday, cycling on a Friday or swimming on a Thursday. That's exactly what I do. I mix it up so that every day I'm doing something different. That way it kind of keeps it more interesting, is not so boring, and you can actually have a lot of fun doing this. Plus, you get to join some classes maybe or go with friends who are enjoying that similar activity. The other benefit, I think, of daily health practices like exercise is the real focus we need to have on our mental and emotional health. I can't overemphasize the value of downtime, breaks, and relaxation. Even for me, this is very difficult over past many years of working, but I know when I take a five or 10 minute break every hour, I know that I can just relax by stretching my shoulders or my neck or my arms and just maybe reaching down and touching my toes. And that's a great way to relax with some deep breaths and that's almost like a meditation. I would even say if you want to go ahead and do a meditation at work, even for two minutes or five minutes, that's a great way to relax and get back that emotional energy, that mental energy that we all need to focus on our regular work. Other activities like reading or practicing a hobby is a great way to relax, spending 20 minutes here or there in the evening, maybe reading a book, practicing the guitar or piano, whatever you like to do. If you're a painter, that's a great activity too that would help you realize that you can actually take care of yourself mentally and emotionally by undertaking these other examples of exercise and de-stressing. The other thing I want to emphasize is that there are now techniques, there's apps on the phone, there's videos you can watch that can help you develop a deep breathing exercise routine. These deep breathing techniques are very important 
because the oxygen that you bring into your lungs is going to help your brain, but it's going to help every other organ in your system. And when we feel overwhelmed or we're very stressed out, this is a great way to unwind. In fact, I do it when I'm driving and I'm sitting in traffic. It's a great way to really focus on that relaxation, to focus on that deep breathing. The other thing I would say is journaling is a great thing to help you unwind and get back to that center that we would like to all have, that area of relaxation, mental de-stressing by writing down what happened during the day or writing down your plans for the next day. And that's a great way to kind of plan ahead, but it also helps you release stress and relax. The other thing I would say is the nutritional and dietary needs that we all have are very important to watch out for. I like to think about mindful eating and taking the time to prepare the meals. Meal preparation can be very time consuming, but by even just setting the table or eating without distractions like TV or moving your smartphone to another room during the meal, that's a great way to focus on the mindful eating that will really not only make sure that you're eating the right food, but also eating at the right speed, not eating too fast, and making sure that you chew your food very carefully. This is very important, especially for people that have things like GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease. We need to make sure that the food that we're swallowing can pass into our stomach easily. And that's a great thing to do. Just focus on your chewing, focus on your swallowing and your eating. The other thing I would say about nutritional and dietary needs, and I've talked about this before, is hydration, hydration, hydration. We need to make sure that we're drinking enough fluids. This means water, maybe some electrolyte solutions, depending on our exercise routine, and making sure that you even carry a reusable water bottle with you wherever you go, in the car or in your backpack, and having regular reminders that you will take in that water no matter what because sometimes we get really busy and it's very difficult to take in that full amount of water that we need every day. But one thing I can tell you is when you are fully hydrated, your brain will work a lot better. You'll feel more alert. You'll be sharper mentally and you'll be able to work throughout the day or whatever time period you're working because you have that blood flow going through your brain. You know, a lot of times we can get dehydrated. That reduces our blood volume that's circulating to our organs and our brain and our heart as well. And what that means is that the organs that we are sending blood to are not working as well as they could if we have low blood flow. So we want to raise up that blood flow, get the hydration and get the fluids into our bodies, and we will make sure that blood is flowing everywhere it needs to go. The other thing I would say is when we look at the food and the diet that we're having, take a look at whether or not it's balanced overall. Look at each meal, make a meal plan as well, and write down the mix of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats that you're getting along with any fruits and vegetables, and certainly write down that hydration. I have a daily diary that I use. This is a great document, and I'm happy to share this electronically with you. Just shoot me a quick email. Find my email at drpaulkilgore.com. You can find it throughout the website there, and I'd be happy to share this tool with you. It's a great tool to kind of track what you're eating, and you can look over time period and look back in time, because to tell you the truth, it's quite hard to remember even what you ate last week, let alone two or three weeks ago. The next thing I really want to mention today is customizing your health routine. You know, one size does not fit all, and it's very important that we personalize our exercise regimen to fit our goals, our preferences, and our limitations for our body and time and schedule. For example, if you have knee issues or hip issues, you can actually choose or perhaps go swimming or walking in the pool as opposed to running. That will help lower the stress on your joints. I love swimming because it's a great workout, can be very, very taxing and challenging for your cardiovascular system, but it pulls the weight off of your joints because you're floating in the water and it's a great way to get a great workout 
but not stressing your joints. So you can actually preserve that cartilage and all the things around your joints for many, many years to come. Next thing I wanted to mention is that we know now that there's benefits to doing some high-intensity exercise. There's a phrase for this that you probably have heard called high-intensity interval training or HIIT. And sometimes we can get a great workout in just 15 minutes if we are up to doing a HIIT workout. Now, HIIT workouts are not for everyone. That's why I mentioned personalizing that exercise routine or regimen because you need to make sure your doctor okays you to do such things like that. And I would recommend connecting with a personal trainer for one or two training sessions to get their feedback and ideas on doing a high-intensity interval training. You might also consider joining a class at your local school or YMCA or other community center to make sure that you're doing it the right way and you get some advice from a trained instructor. The other thing I would say is that when you're at work or when you're walking to a store or parking at a store, give yourself a chance to walk. So walk stairs, walk through the parking lot. That's a great way to get what I would call incidental exercise, which adds just to your regular routine. That's a great part of your overall regimen and habits for exercise and physical health. Next thing I would say is finally to look at tailoring the mindfulness and mental health activities. One of the things I like to consider is a five-minute morning meditation. Instead of a full 30-minute session, for example, once a week, just do five minutes a day. Five minutes a day of mindful meditation is a great way to focus in, clear your mind, it's a great way to de-stress and relax and you can get it done very quickly and you can repeat it every day and it doesn't take up that much time overall in the entire week. Now, the other thing when I think about tailoring mindfulness and mental health activities is what can we do in our lives to de-stress and lower our stress levels? Sometimes stress is not something we can actually take out of our lives. But there are a couple of things you can consider doing. For example, if you are commuting or driving in traffic, consider waking up a little bit earlier, getting in your car or in your commute a little bit earlier. The traffic may be less, and you'll also not have to rush to work to try to fight through the traffic. And that can be a great way to relax a little bit more. Also, it's quite calming because you can play some music, perhaps, and you won't have to rush, rush, rush into the office or into your work or meeting. You can actually take time during the commute and you won't have to feel so stressed out. The other thing I wanted to mention is that when you're thinking about quick daily habits, a lot of people now are journaling, they're writing the gratitude lists, and they're doing the deep breathing exercises. I mentioned these a little bit before, but I want to re-mention them because they're a great way to kind of bring everything together, organize your thoughts, and make sure you focus on those things that are very important, not only for your own physical health, but for those around you as well. The other thing that people do very often is at the end of the day, write down three things that you're grateful for. This will help you focus on not only what you accomplished in the day, but also look forward to tomorrow and planning ahead for more effective ways to be healthy. And the other thing I want to mention as we move toward the end of our podcast today is talking about adjusting dietary habits. Sometimes it's very difficult to eat at a specific time, but if you can have a regular program of breakfast and lunch and dinner, that kind of regular routine, setting that up will help, I think, in terms of your physical health. One of the things, of course, is doing, like I mentioned, having dinner without electronics. So no TV, no smartphones, and ask the kids to do that too. If you have kids at the table, ask them to set aside their smartphones and just put them away for whatever time dinner takes, and then people can resume using those things after dinner. Now, the other thing I want to mention is when you're thinking about eating 
food during the day. We're talking about snacks sometimes. Plan for eating healthy snacks, something like carrot sticks or hummus with a quick snack, uh, bits of apple or a fruit that you can take as a snack as opposed to processed foods or candy or soda pop or sugary drinks. Let's try to stay away from those. Stay away from the processed foods because we know what they contain. We're going to talk much more in detail about those ingredients that we need to stay away from. But go for those healthy fruits and vegetables. I think those are really going to help your body in the long run for sure. The other thing I wanted to say is if you are on a regular schedule for eating meals, it actually may help in your weight loss. We also know that regular breakfast is helpful in an overall program for weight loss, as well as having regular meals at lunchtime and at dinner time, as opposed to snacking throughout the day or having one big meal at the end of the day. Now, I wanted to end by talking a little bit about how we can develop these efficient health habits, how we can also prioritize them in our busy schedule, and how we can make them a little bit more fun so that we can maintain them over many days and weeks and months. So a couple quick things here. One is efficient health habits. That means, for example, combining health activities. So walking meetings or listening to an audiobook while you exercise on a machine at the gym or something like making sure you have good technology. You're taking advantage of free apps that you may get on the phone. The calming apps, the meditation apps can be very, very helpful. The other thing I would say is when we talk about efficient health habits, reserve a time for that regular workout, that 30-minute workout every day. If you can set it for a regular time period, it could be in the evening or if you're more comfortable doing it in the morning, do it in the morning. But make sure you set aside that very specific time each and every day for that health activity. That regular schedule will mean that you are committed to it and will also be very predictable for others around you in your own life. We are prioritizing health and busy schedules. I like to think of the concept of non-negotiable health time. That means no matter how busy you get, no matter what else is going on, you are going to have that five-minute meditation or you're going to take that five-minute break at the end of the hour or you're going to do that 30-minute exercise regimen with moderate exercise every day. These are things that you have to do so you can lock them into your schedule and make sure you're doing them no matter what. That kind of regular predictable schedule will get you on an exercise and physical health routine that's going to benefit your psychological and emotional health as well. The other thing I would say is that watch carefully for the heavy workouts that you may want to try to do. If you're thinking about doing a heavier workout, you may want to plan that to be on the weekend so it's more intensive on the weekend and a little bit lighter or shorter sessions during the week day when you maybe have a little bit less time. And then next, I wanted to mention making sure that you make these health activities fun and enjoyable. You know, it's always possible to look for a new class. Maybe you like dancing and you go for a Zumba class, or you might find a social connection at a local center, community center or YMCA or other venue in your community. You might even consider joining a club. There's lots of running clubs or cycling clubs around in the community. You can check for these online uh, by Googling them or check on Facebook or other social media as well. And then finally, make sure that you reward yourself. Document what you've done. Sometimes you can do this with your app. I do it with a Garmin app on my phone, but you can document what you're doing, how you've been doing, and also make sure that you take care of yourself. Don't put too much stress. If you miss a workout, don't worry about it. Just move on to the next day and you'll make sure to keep back on it and get back into the routine. Don't beat yourself up. The other thing I would say is when we're looking for action steps for today, I want to think of really four key points. One is start small. Begin with a few minutes of exercise every day and gradually increase it. Go slow. Always check with your doctor. 
I like to talk with patients, make sure that they know what their risk factors are, check your blood pressure, get your heart checked out if you need to, but make sure you're starting on a good footing and that you're really planning carefully for those gradual increase in activities because they can be taxing. It can be really tiring. It can be hard on your body at first too. Be consistent. This is the number two message. Consistency over duration. It's very, very important. Start small, but be consistent. Do it every day. For example, a daily 10-minute meditation, it's better than an hour once a month, right? Also, moderate exercise. Even if it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes, that's better than nothing for sure. The third key point Incorporate these health habits into your regular daily routine. If you have to write down that daily routine at first, that's a great thing to do. Just make sure that you integrate these exercise habits into your regular routine every day so you know you're going to do it no matter what. And you can actually incorporate or combine activities like I mentioned before. Maybe you're doing squats when you're brushing your teeth or you're deep breathing during your daily commute. These things can go together sometimes. And fourthly, stay informed. Always stay here. Listen to drpaul.com and we're going to talk much more about ideas for healthy habits. But you need to understand what are the evolving health recommendations and also adjust your life, your habits accordingly. We are always getting new information from research and I'm staying abreast of this. It's something that I really love to do because when we're on top of our game and we're adhering to the best medical advice, the best health advice, this is the best way to stay healthy. And this means everything from a great diet to great exercise routines to incorporating mindfulness activities and just making sure that we lower our stress levels as much as we can throughout every day. So for now, this is Dr. Paul Kilgore. I look forward to talking with you again soon and stay well.